All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, we got Sydney Campos with us. So welcome to the show. Ah, hi, everybody. Thanks, Tyler. It's so nice to meet you. I'm so excited. Of course. Grateful to have you here. So to start us off, uh, just tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, totally. I don't know how to answer that question. I feel like every day is different. I'm like doing different things. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm most excited about at this particular moment is I'm moving into this badass mansion in Venice where we're going to be shooting a new TV show called Optimistic, like mysticism. And the premise of our show is it's so aligned with what I do actually for most of my livelihood and my life's work, which is, you know, providing transformational space for people to heal and embody their highest selves and live in alignment with their purpose. So we're basically making a show about what I'm already doing. We're hosting transformational retreats here where people from all over the world are going to come live with us and have total consciousness upgrades, up-leveling adventures and healing, and we'll be documenting their ascension and spiritual awakening journey while also having a little like late night style talk show element and musicians and art. And it's, it's right. a huge dream come true. It's so epic. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So first question is how did you get into all of this? And I'd like, was there something <laughs> that, that maybe like that like started or happened or like what made you realize this is what you wanted to do? I don't think I ever had a moment where I realized that I wanted to be doing exactly what I'm doing right now in this moment, but it's the most perfect possible thing that continues to amaze me and astound me. Like the dreams that I've had are, are just, I, I can't even, what I'm living in this moment is nothing I would have been able to imagine even a year ago. So I'm just continually astounded by how much my, my path is just like blowing my mind, blowing me away. And, you know, but my journey began when I, you know, I when I, um, well, how do I want to answer this today? Hmm. Even the story itself shifts from day to day, you know. Um, I, got, I got sober from drugs and alcohol in November 2011. I, prior to that point, was a pretty heavy drinker and drug user for about 10 years and really used drugs and substances to escape from myself and escape from my highly sensitive, psychic, intuitive, empathic self, which is so overwhelming. And I had no tools to really live as a psychic intuitive. I had no idea. I thought I was crazy. I thought something was wrong with me. And I numbed out as many people do. You know, I did that for a really long time until I reached a point where I was going to die. And instead of going that route, I decided to ask for help and get clean. And I got sober and that really started me on my awakening path to remember a lot of my, you know, innate gifts and, uh, you know, over the years started getting more into meditation, yoga, channeling, intuitive healing, energy work, etc. And really the last three years have been quantum leaps in aligning fully with my purpose and living my dharma. Got it. Okay. So, all right, I, I'm going to be a little selfish here. Many of our listeners probably don't know this, but I, I consider myself to be very, very like sensitive. Like I feel like I feel like, mm -hmm. 
Um, so, and I like, what I'll do is this, I'm not like a, like a heavy drinker. Um, I don't really do drugs. I'll smoke weed from time to time. Um, so I guess that is a drug, but I'm just saying not like hard drugs or anything. Um, but I will notice that alcohol, like a couple beers at the end of the day definitely helps like numb that sensitivity and without, it's hard to like fully sleep without it. So my question to you is, and this is selfish is what did you find after you got sober that has helped you? to minimize the sensitivity when you desire because it's almost like a blessing and a curse you know um is how i've kind of thought of it so that's a lot Mm. tell me me what you're feeling in this present moment from what i just said (laughs) Mm. well first i want to acknowledge you for you know asking that question and i want to honor that it's not selfish that the things that you're generally really curious about you know, knowing to support yourself are actually quite selfless because there's probably so many other people that are wondering the same thing and you are being of so much service asking that question. So it's not selfish or something to like criticize yourself for, you know, it's, it's really, it's so useful and so in service to everybody to be exploring questions like this, you know, especially in this moment of awakening and ascension here on planet earth where people are all becoming generally more attuned to their sensitivity, to their emotions, to their feelings and I noticed so many more people asking me too, like, you know, what's it like being sober? Or maybe I don't want to drink anymore. I noticed that alcohol actually doesn't feel good. Like, what's that like to live without drinking? Like, can you still have fun? What do you do? You know, I remember when I first got clean, it was like, what do I do? I used to just go to nightclubs and live in a party, like in party culture. I didn't really know how to interact really how to communicate unless there was like loud music blaring that I would have to yell over you know and it was really challenging um quitting drinking for me was all about learning how to have actual intimacy and real connection and you know be authentic with people which is so it was the thing I was most afraid of my whole life actually um and so you know and that's there's not a simple way to answer that it's a process it's a journey everybody has their own way of going about that journey But I would say one of the biggest benefits of just quitting drinking, quitting, you know, in my case, I was a really, it was really destructive. You know, I had to, I had to seek out spirituality and tools to, you know, develop my own personal practice and become more aware of my energy, cultivate emotional mastery, you know, not allow myself to be triggered by things that used to really bother me or things that would really take me out of the present moment. And that continues to be the most fun part of my, my evolution, even to this day. You know, I now teach others about emotional, emotional mastery and energy mastery and intuition and intimacy. And I just find at the end of the day, this is what we all want. Like we all as human beings, I feel want connection. We want to feel love. We want to feel connected to ourselves and to our purpose. We want to live a meaningful life. And you know, getting clean, getting clear, clearing your energy of any distracting substances, not just drugs or alcohol, but distracting draining relationships, draining habits, things that do not feel good. The more you can clear those things out of your life, the more naturally you become aligned with what is meant for you to receive and what feels good and the more space you create to, you know, meet the kind of people you really want to be around and just get to feel good you know feel good all the time how about that (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm with you so (laughs) a question too so um and we we talked a little bit before we hopped on here um when i lived in encinitas i I feel like those three years of my life is when like personal growth if you will really really took off Um, Mm -hmm. dating every day i still meditate sometimes 
um, just not as much. And so I'm, I'm, I'm jumbling thoughts, but I feel like I don't need it as much anymore. Maybe that's wrong, but um, I just kind of tune into what my body feels and desires. And right now that's typically like meditating three times a week. But when I was there, um, I was meditating like three times a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question for you mm-hmm. is, it seems to me, and you know, we've just uh, met each other like 12 minutes ago, but it seems to me that... <laughs> that you're, that you're very present. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've read a lot of Alan Watts if you're familiar with him. I love him. Yeah. He's my friend. (laughs) My spiritual friend. (laughs) Yes. That's what I said. He's my favorite. Yeah, totally. Um, But I think, you know, so I, I, and I've kind of gone down the path when I lived in Encinitas, we would have like gatherings where we do eye gazing with other people for like hours at a time and like Mm. wild stuff, um, in my opinion. So, but like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm prefacing it all is like, how do you, or what, how, how would you help somebody get present? if you and it's almost get is the wrong word but it's like Mm. how do you become present because I almost don't know how to explain it to people I just think it for me it it happened through just being involved in that vortex of Encinitas for so long that I've just allowed my thoughts now to to flow and not attach myself to them and I've, I've become fairly present you know I go in and out here and there but I think it's a big struggle for a lot of people and I feel like you've mastered it so now I'm gonna let you talk <laughs> <laughs> oh you're so cool thank you for sharing that and your context is really helpful and oh I have so much compassion for that you know that restlessness that most people live in I mean mm-hmm. I live I lived that for most of my life I was terrified of being alone I was terrified of being in silence I was terrified of being present to like listen to how my mind was beating beating me up and saying like the meanest things to myself that I would never say to anybody else you know it's just it was so painful it was excruciating when I first started meditating especially after getting sober I was like pretty crazy detoxing from everything you know and I God, it was so painful when I started to listen, when I started to actually listen to what was going on in my internal world. It was so agonizing, you know, so painful to listen to how, you know, hateful I was towards myself. And I remember eye gazing for the first time with someone and it was excruciating. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, it was so terrifying to be seen. And yet it was such a paradox because I knew that I, it was all I wanted. All I wanted was to be seen. All I wanted was to feel seen by myself, really. That's all I think we ever really want is to see ourselves, you know, the paradox of being human on earth. But we see ourselves through each other. And yet the ways in which we don't allow ourselves to be seen by anybody else is the ways, you know, it's the way in which we feel we're hiding and we repress our our true selves. And such such an interesting game we've decided to play here. Um, (laughs) So I'm just reflecting a little bit. I just remember my, it was excruciating at the beginning and it was a long journey of practicing, you know, daily practice. I needed a daily practice. I needed real discipline at the beginning to sit with the excruciating um, restlessness. And I, I needed at the beginning to, you know, I needed to have that discipline practice of 10 minutes a day, I think I began with. And it was really helpful for me at the beginning to be in community, to not just be alone, you know, like I went to meditation groups, I worked with a meditation mentor, I had a coach, I had, you know, I was in 12 step recovery, I had a sponsor, I had, I had a lot of help, I needed a lot of support at the beginning. 
And mm -hmm. I recommend that for anybody starting out on their spiritual path and their awakening path, you know, on any type of, you know, quest to better know yourself and to get more present with yourself and to be more present in life, to be less reactive, to be more grounded in yourself. You know, I work a lot with um, people that are awakening to empathic sensitivity and, you know, feeling what other people feel or starting to have their intuition come online and, with that comes an invitation to become really grounded in your center and to not let other people's energy affect you and to not let what other people think about you affect you and your decisions, right? It's something called sovereignty, your ability to be whole and complete and totally grounded in your present moment self, regardless of what life is throwing at you, regardless of what's occurring around you, to not react to it, but to be patient and grounded so that you can respond in a way that feels good, in a way that feels in integrity. And it's, it's, again, a practice for everybody, a different way will resonate, but I can't recommend, um, especially at this moment, I can't recommend um, enough the essential mm, importance of like having a daily practice. Like I would actually encourage anybody listening who's like, oh God, I resonate with everything you're saying. I'm an empath, I'm awakening, what do I do? Get a daily practice. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, there's never been a more important time to start. And time or scarcity of time or feeling like, I don't have enough time to take care of myself or have a spiritual practice or meditate. Like meditate for 20 minutes then. Meditate for double the amount of time that you think you need because you'll start to have a new relationship with time as a result, yeah. you know? And your meditation practice can be listening to a guided meditation, listening to someone that you really resonate with, listening to even like, you know, um, a sound healing, you know, getting out of the mind, getting out of thought, starting to cultivate concentration, you know, so many people who are living in restlessness and irritability and discontent are living in this really reactive state of being where they're just letting like their mind, which is this machine of thoughts, just generating constant thoughts and reactions, just letting that run your life instead of actually having discernment and, you know, centeredness and being able to observe your thoughts, as you mentioned, and having detachment and then deciding how you want to show up, deciding how you want to act, having patience, having a calm, you know, calm state of inner peace. Another super powerful, simple way to cultivate presence in any moment, regardless of your experience and personal practice or personal development is to practice breathing like just deep breathing, you know, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday, we're like making fun of how science is catching up with, you know, all of the ancient wisdom that's existed for thousands of years. And now finally, science is like, you know, we've just proven that 10 minutes of passive intentional, <laughs> you know, so that, um, so that, so that doctors are now, you know, can be um, credible and maybe recommending this kind of practice to their patients who have all sorts of nervous system issues or immune deficiencies. And so what does that mean, right? Passive breathing, set a timer for 10 minutes and intentionally work on breathing from the soles of your feet or breathing from the deepest part of your belly, the root of your spine, all the way to the crown of your head and practice holding that breath in as you breathe in and then holding it out as you exhale fully. You know, there's tons of guided uh, practices. I actually have a ton of meditations on my YouTube that share tons of different breathwork practices, visualization practices, all kinds of different meditation traditions, because I really believe it's, it's should be fun. You know, like, why do we do anything here? 
in this lifetime, if it's like not fun and if it doesn't feel good for you, like don't do it. There's so many fun ways to create your own practice and it can feel fun. It can feel supportive. There's so many ways to get creative and play. You know, some people for their meditation, it's like they don't want to sit still and sit down. That could feel bad. So, okay, make a moving meditation. Go do a, you know, repetitive moving practice where you're shaking and deep breathing while you're moving for a committed amount of time every day. You know, meditation can have all kinds of different forms. It doesn't just mean sitting down, sitting still, forcing yourself to like do something. That might not feel good for you, but it's this and make it your own and do it every day yeah i okay great answer um <laughs> there's well, so much i could say about that it's hard for me sometimes to answer these questions because i you know like i write books about this kind of stuff and it's like i can't just give you one answer like we could write a whole book about you know this one yeah. question <laughs> no that's so awesome and, and like that was one of the first things that i noticed and it's so interesting and for anybody listening i think it's something to become aware of for yourself is I didn't realize that like when I went to a lot of personal development things for me happened in Encinitas. And before, when I went there, one of the first things I realized is that I had never really been taught to breathe, mm -hmm. you know, which yes. is, it's something, but it's even strange to like say, because it's like, you no, know, it's, not. it's well, totally normal. Most people are just breathing and like survival <laughs> mode. Like we're conditioned in our society yeah. to live in so much fear and we are so attuned to a generally accepted state of nervousness and irritability and like tightness. And yeah. most people are really uptight and really living in a lot of fear. And their breath is just happening in this really shallow, you know, upper, for anybody listening, like take a, take a breath right now. Take even your version of a deep breath and notice how far the breath actually travels within your body. I wouldn't be surprised if you notice it just going like, you know, right below your, your breastbone or something like that. It might even be weird for you to become aware of your breath and your body. For a lot of people, that's a breakthrough to even bring yeah. their energy and awareness out of their mind to even start feeling some of these other parts of your body. So that could be a massive breakthrough to even just do that many practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's what I mean is it was like, it was weird to me to realize because your, your body does it right without you even being aware of it but once you are aware of it you realize how much it can actually heal you um just by like taking a step back and just like becoming aware of your breath and breathing in a way that like you were saying like going outside and grounding with the earth having your feet in the grass in the dirt and breathing all the way down to the bottom of your feet and all the way back up to the outside of the top of your head um most people maybe have never even done that you know because so it's and that's something natural doesn't cost any money you know <laughs> and that a lot of healing for you <laughs> so <I> just, <laughs> Well, it's funny, right? It's like, it's, it's funny because really that's the most powerful thing that anybody can do in any moment is to become consciously aware of their breath and their body and to, and, and it can bring up so much. It can bring up trauma, discomfort. It can bring up like, like I said, oh my God, listen to the way I talk to myself. Oh, you know, but that's the first step. Awareness and conscious observance of what's going on is so healing because then you can start to decide more consciously how you want to be instead and how you want to speak to yourself instead and how, what kind of relationship do you want to have with yourself instead? You know, what would feel good? How do you want to communicate and interact with, with yourself, with your inner being? And this sets the stage for, I mean, you know, your life feeling so much better in every way. Yeah, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, well, listen, maybe in the future, especially because uh, a lot of our um, a lot of our uh, listeners are our authors, and you said that you've written uh, some books, so maybe we could do a longer interview at some point later on uh, as well, maybe focused because, you know, there's so much we can unpack here mm-hmm. uh, focused on one of your books. But for now, do appreciate you coming on. It was fun. The last, mm. actually two last ones. One, where are you most active on social so people can connect with you? And then two, uh, with your show and with your books, where can people find those two things? Uh, mm, awesome. Thank you. This is a really fun little mini soundbite. It's like kind of challenging to be so <laughs> concise. I'm like, oh, I could talk about this for 20 hours, but it was really fun. And I, I feel like there's some great, some great support we provided for people to take some immediate action and, and help, you know, help them create shift in their life now, which is awesome. Um, I have one book out. It's called The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. And it's a guide to emotional and energetic mastery. So it's super fun. It's available in all major bookstores and online. You can find it at the-empath-experience.com. And you can find all the details about my other programs, courses, and free resources on my website, sydneycampos.com. And I'm most active on Instagram, which is at Sydney Campos. Um, I also do a lot of Facebook lives and have a lot of great events and retreats coming up, including retreats in Mount Shasta, in Bali, and a big convergence called Odyssey in Santa Cruz. So all of that's on my website. A great way to stay in touch is also through my newsletter, which you could subscribe to there. And I do big energy updates and um, kind of like weekly downloads that I send through my newsletter. Awesome. Thank you again for coming on. Oh, thanks, Tyler. So happy to meet you and excited to play more soon. Absolutely.